Hi, dear. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. For everyone out there who is currently talking about Stephen Bartlett, he was the target of a little uh, Twitter comment that we threw out there recently. So shall we explain what happened? Jenny to Transformation has a Twitter account. Everybody go and follow. At JRNY podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Great plug. Like everyone else, we've obviously been following the hype around Stephen Bartlett's podcast, Diary of a CEO. And we've been following him. Well, and I'm sitting in the background. Um, and he's more recently become a competitor. He obviously has a lot of celebrity guests or famous guests that he's been getting on. And over the past couple of months, you know, we've listened to a few here and there, but we've noticed that he has been giving a lot of space to white privileged men. Um, you know, Matt Hancock is Morgan, to name a few. <laughs> One day I just noticed this and was like, what's happening here? And Tia was like, okay, maybe we should tell him. And so... You're making it my fault, right? No, we, I, us, we made a decision. (laughs) I, we... Joint decision. Joint decision. So we took our very nascent and new Twitter account for a little spin and we commented on a post that he'd um, put out there about Piers Morgan. And we said... What did we say? We asked. We asked. We asked. So we asked, um, has anyone else noticed that Stephen Bartlett has been giving a lot of space to white privileged men? Just a question out there. Posed it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so we did that and we watched what happened and hear what happened. Well, initially, the thing that got me quite excited was engaging in a dialogue. This is me just summarizing their comments. But effectively, the UK is X percentage men, X percentage white. What are you expecting him to do? Exclude all of these people. So this was a comment from someone else. This was a comment from someone else. A reply. Our response was that it's got nothing to do with excluding people. I feel like there's always this kind of relationship when you say, like, can you be more inclusive that you're automatically meaning or that people interpret it to mean that exclude other people. And that's certainly not at all what we were saying. We were just wondering if anyone had noticed this balance or lack of balance, as I would say. There was a kind of interesting exchange then with some other kind of followers, Mo's Muffins, shout out to at Mo's Muffins who kind of posted a bit of a gif that was indicating that this other person hadn't really seen the point and really understood the point of the comment. If you've got a platform and you're giving space to a very specific kind of a voice, what does that do in the space? What does that mean in this sort of social space? One of the responses from this other person, I love a Twitter battle now. I think they're just my favorite thing. You're not so keen, but I think that went to monitor is this idea of like, well, this is a person who if somebody's got an interesting thing to say, then why does it matter? And hilariously saying, well, you know, it's a podcast. We can't see them anyways. And <laughs> sort of like, well, you know, it's not about what you can see. It's about that people bring with them ideas and opinions and views that are shaped by race, shaped by socioeconomic status, shaped by gender and sexual identity. And what you put into the universe is influenced by those experiences. And so the idea that there's an issue with providing a platform to a lot of men of privilege means that the experiences that you're hearing that are being put into the social space are from those viewpoints. And so we had a kind of an interesting conversation about, you know, how much can we push Stephen Bartlett as a man of color, <laughs> which is a good one. And how did, how did you feel about those conversations that we were having? So I am a white woman. I how can, can I, <laughs> I mean, what, what space do I have to challenge a black man on inclusion? 
um, and diversity. And I think there's a, a degree of me feeling a little uncomfortable with that, obviously. Is that why you used our joint account? to hide my face <laughs> I mean well slight promo on the side there come on everyone wants a bit of Stephen Butler right now there's a bit of uncomfortability in that uncomfortability discomfort discomfort I like uncomfortable <laughs> yeah to what extent like I can do that and call mm. someone out for that should also be challenged and, and I would gladly take on and listen and hear some of those challenges and um, but maybe ultimately the point is who should be included in that podcast or whose voices are missing. My main point here was that we posted this thing on a poster about Piers Morgan. We got a lot of likes, a lot of comments, a lot of engagement. And the main point was, you know, this is Piers Morgan, who is a white privileged man who doesn't need the space. Like we've all heard his voice. (laughs) We all know his opinions. And to what extent we're going to hear something new or different. And so, you know, maybe it's focusing in on actually just that bit in of itself from my perspective. Stephen Bartlett's got access to, sorry, uh, you may have heard a truck go by. We are, as always, recording in the van and cannot control traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Bartlett has a lot of resources. His ability to reach people and talk to people who have interesting stories or inspiring stories is vast. And I get that part of the sell and part of what gets you clicking on it, one is having controversial figures, two, having celebrities. But phrase that I like that you always say is assessing the balance, assessing the balance of that. If you've got all the resources in the world and you're talking about platforming people, platform People, different people, different perspectives, different views. Because sure, I'm very happy to hear from like an athlete and an author and all of these different people that he's got on his podcast. There is a lot of utility in that. And that's part of the brand that he's selling, right? Diary of a CEO. It's not diary of a working mom or whatever. But I think if his whole thing is about the social, he's missing a huge part of the social. And I suppose there's also like a rawness to when you put people like Matt Hancock and Piers Morgan back in the limelight. Where is the accountability? Like the things that have happened previously have not been an address. (laughs) (laughs) My main issues with the podcast is I'm all for having controversial figures on your show if you're going to challenge them on the reasons that they're controversial. Otherwise, it just feels like you're giving more space and you're letting somebody or several somebodies Mm. occupy space that they've already got on different platforms, right? Like, as you rightly point out, Piers Morgan, we're not like languishing in the world where we don't hear his voice. It's everywhere. And so I feel like, you know, we listened to the Matt Hancock episode together. And one of the things I thought is that the tone of it sounded very deferential. There was like a dynamic that felt like Matt Hancock was mentoring or coaching Stephen Bartlett in terms of how he could become a politician. It was just like a weird dynamic because the structure got set up in a weird way. The white man, black man dynamic. It just was all very uncomfortable and awkward for me. A brown woman, should you say, before anybody gets worried about that. I can say whatever I want. I've earned it. And so... Yeah, like have a Piers Morgan on. If you're going to challenge him about the ways in which 
he may or may not be harming society. Mm. <laughs> uh, what, what I don't want to see is like these platforms become like a, oh, it's okay now. He's spoken to Steve Bartlett, like he's accountable for his actions. Like maybe we can forgive them a little bit more now. Right. Like I, that's just not what this space should be. And I feel like it's trying to go there. Like Matt Hancock and Piers Morgan did things that are unforgivable. Putting them on a podcast with Steve Bartlett doesn't make them forgivable. And I don't want people to suddenly have a bit of sympathy for these people. I'm sorry, but I don't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awkward phrasing to put in the context of Stephen Bartlett, but it's effectively like reputational whitewashing. Right. Like that's kind of what it is. And, you know, in fairness, Stephen Bartlett said, you can't judge something if you haven't listened to it. And if you aren't listening to other people's viewpoints, then, you know, what kind of world is that? Which response to that overwhelmingly was we've heard this opinion. It's not a viewpoint we don't know about. And one very critical one, which I think is fair and one and a view that I share is that Stephen Bartlett doesn't have the range, was the precise word that was used, doesn't have the range to be able to challenge somebody who's a seasoned interviewer, interviewee to hit back on challenging and confrontational issues. I just don't feel confident that that that's the dynamic that's going to be set up in that space, particularly when I saw the photos afterwards of them quite chummy and growing out. Like it just felt really uncomfortable to me because if you're going to talk to somebody about really hard things and really challenging things, I just don't think you can have such a kind of familiarity with them in the photographs, like take the photo. But I don't know, it just puts me in a really uncomfortable position. I'm happy for impartiality and I want that in my journalism. Stephen Bartlett is not a journalist. He's a podcaster and a social media I I hesitate to say expert because I'm not entirely confident of that, but a social media generator. Yeah, that works. And it's got a huge fucking platform. It's huge. To what extent is it, you know, if you have that bigger platform, if you have that many followers, if you're very relevant and culturally relevant, suddenly, is it then the indicator as to, I don't know, who you are, what you believe in, as to who you bring into that space? I think that's exactly right. I don't know. Are we being too hard on Stephen Bartlett? <laughs> Are we just, do we seem really defensive? <laughs> Are we being like podcast battles right now? Another interpretation is who cares? It's his show. He can do what he wants. Absolutely. Who yeah. cares, right? He earned his money. However he earned his money, he can spend it. He can buy as much fuel or be sponsored by as much <laughs> fuel products as he likes. Whatever. Another interpretation is like, who cares? I care. You care. We care. That's the <laughs> Yeah, but like, why do we care? Like, why did I feel like I had to be like, us? what is happening here? Like, I mean, the problem is going back to, you know, me having the ability to call out Steve Butler or not. I feel this tension you around that. You have the ability, but whether you should. Is- yes, exactly. I feel the tension. There are probably hundreds and thousands of other podcasts that have a medium following yeah. white men that probably need to also be called out. And is it just that, you know, every platform I look at right now, it's Stephen Bartlett's face. And so that there's a, a frequency in which he's appearing in all the spaces we're in. I think your algorithms are messing with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's everywhere. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Stop um, Google searching Stephen Bartlett. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I want people in the social space to be accountable and to be talked to and to have questions posed to them. And I think that's why 
I care. Being able to reflect and look at the landscape around you and understand how that might be influencing people is the responsibility of everyone. It's because I think he gets put into these positions where the expectation is he's like the young, social, like black guy who like does the thing. I feel like maybe that creates this expectation that I want him to be better. Whereas some of the people who are also in the universe of his work, I'm like, it's just another kind of generic human in the world. Like, I think you raise a good point about why are we so upset about Stephen Bartlett? You know what? We just probably need to troll some other people as well. Yeah, I think so. Because now now I feel like we're in a worrying space of why do we have expectations on Stephen Bartlett, but not the same expectations on other, like Adam Buxton, who's a white man who also has his own podcast and has thousands of listeners. I, I have not really listened to his podcast, so I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm slightly worried about where my placement of expectation might be coming from. Is it because he's a black man and I shouldn't be placing that kind of expectation? expectation on him. I should be placing on the expectation of white people to do better. Okay. So I will take it because I expect him to be better. You are a black man who has an incredible platform. I have expectations are really fucking high for me because I'm just like, come on, like use that. Use it. I think when I scrolled through YouTube, I was like, okay, I don't really see very many faces that look like me. The representation piece wasn't there, which is fine. Like I get that there's a structural bit around that. If you're interviewing celebrities in a particular area and people of color, women have been excluded from those spaces that, yeah, maybe the like pool that you're drawing from doesn't have as many. But I also refuse to believe I know incredible people that aren't in the demographic that he's currently drawing from. So not I personally, but like people in the world. <laughs> and so I personally think that he's just not doing a great job or whoever his uh, fixer or wrangler is not doing a great job of really engaging with plurality. No, I think that's a really, really great point. And maybe the tension there is also one of wanting to be popular and wanting to be diverse and representative. Well, get ready, Stephen, because we're coming for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what this entire podcast has been about, really. <laughs> we're paying a lot of attention to Stephen Bartlett. And, you know, Stephen, feel free if you want to come and sit in a van and chat to us about diversity and the ways that you can. We're happy to hear it. Always happy to have a discussion, a lively and friendly debate. I think for me, the lesson is that looking around and looking and seeing are their voices that you're missing out. One of the things that we do in our work is we have a thing that we do in different stages of projects that we're working on, which is an equity pause. And we ask ourselves and we write down and we document who is excluded from the work that we're doing, what voice is being left out. And I think everybody should be doing it. I didn't invent that, by the way, nor did Lauren. We got it from somebody else. <laughs> but I think it's a really useful exercise to look around in whatever work that you're doing and just have a bit of a pause and a reflection. Like, what voices are you missing? Particularly when you're talking about organizations, innovation happens through diversity. It happens through diverse opinions. It happens through diverse experiences and perspectives and roles. And if that's a thing that you're trying to do, innovating and doing things smarter and faster and better, if that's what you're trying to do, you need to have different voices in there. And bringing those voices together in places where maybe they haven't had access to. If you have access to millions of people to hear it, then put those voices in a space where they can and will be heard by many more people. Yeah, and I think in a lot of our work, we've seen people from communities be brought into spaces where they can speak louder and have their voices heard. So Stephen Barlett, what are you doing? Stephen and who's the other podcaster you mentioned? 
Oh, Adam Buxton. I, I actually don't know. I don't want to call out somebody <laughs> without research. <laughs> I dare not. <laughs> well, you've done it and I'm doing the editing this week, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, where have we landed? Can we land on something slightly optimistic or is this just a... <laughs> I, mean, I, I think the optimism is podcasts can be a platform in which you elevate lesser heard voices, diverse voices, and yeah. that's how we would like to use our platform. Yeah. So anyone who's starting or has a current podcast out there, like look at who you're bringing in as guests and what you're talking about to who and when. So I just think perhaps a more positive shift on this is podcast cast their platform to for change for transformation change (laughs) (laughs) we didn't plan that and it was really good yeah you finished dragging Stephen Barlett I think so okay do you want to keep going no I I think we're done (laughs) right well thanks for listening I'm Tia I'm Lauren and this has been the journey to transformation Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Journey to Transformation. Leave us a five-star rating and a written review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Journey to Transformation is written and edited by us, Tia Rogers and Lauren Burrows. Our music comes from Praz Canal.